John Branion, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. <laughs> Are you worried I'm not going to remember how to do this? Yeah, I thought it was... I was panicked. He was like, go, microphones, now. You got to turn the microphones off Don't or it's forget. not going to work. Hey, welcome to our kitchen table, Carl. If you're if you're listening to us, your name is Carl and you're our neighbor. And you are welcome in this space. We just got back from, look at me sporting my new headphones. We just got back from the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. We literally just walked through the door. With the new headphones. They and came with us from there. This is a, a note. There was a bag thrown underneath the table that we were occupying at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. And inside that bag was this purple piece of paper. Ooh, that counts as mail. A long, that counts as mail? Yeah, it's a letter. Uh, I think one of these says something about a letter. We um, are... Three simple words. You've got mail. Woo-hoo! Well, that wasn't it, but that'll we work. We are... You are desperate to use our sound effect. I probably could use some new Dear ones. Dear John but... and Peaches, listening to your show makes us feel like part of the family, parentheses tribe, which is a high compliment because that's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. That's why we open up our door, mm-hmm. this door, the next door. The next door and the table. Uh, thank you for inviting us to your table and sharing the insights and wisdom that God has given you. This is a pair of headphones that has been collecting dust on my shelf. And I'm sporting those headphones right now. And I got to tell you, they they feel great. <laughs> It's they like, sound great. It's like having a couple of baby ducks on your ears. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that? You know what that's a reference. Who are not quacking? <laughs> on, uh, I I kind of stole that from Red Foreman from that '70s show, and he's like really excited about these new slippers he got, and he's like ah ah, and he goes. It's like walking around on a pile of baby ducks. <laughs> I just don't know why that's stuck with me for years. Because ducks is a funny word. Ducks is funny. And it's funny to describe something you walk on like you're walking on baby ducks. Like, like a living thing. But, <laughs> but ducks, FYI, Carl, is a funny word. It's, it's funnier than fish. It's funnier than chicken. Well, you heard it here. Yeah. You know so. it's official because it was said by a comedian. In any, any reference you make to a duck is going to be funny. It's just a funny word. What about goose? Nope, not as funny as duck. Okay, but it is funny. The word goose is funny. The, the word goose is is funnier than fish. The, it's the hard consonant sounds that have a, the plosives yeah. have power. And yeah. so if you say duck, that has two. It's got the D sound and it's got the, the K sound. And the K sound, like, like it's funnier to say... Um, I, anytime you say something got sucked out of something, yeah, I was like, and then it sucked out of the. You know all the of classic the example of, of the word "suck" yeah. in our family, right? No, you're blowing right past this. No, go ahead. I know what you're going to say. Cammy and Colin were in the back seat, and I heard Colin say to his big sister, "Cammy, 
can I just have one suck of your candy cane? (laughs) One suck of your candy cane. (laughs) I have always found that extremely funny, too. Yeah, right. It's funny. That's funny for a number of reasons. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the suck is a funny word, but then it's also... trying to determine how much qualifies as one suck of a candy cane. One suck as if it's a measurement (laughs) that can be quantified. That's my favorite. I just want one suck of your candy cane. Not two. That's excessive. Right. I don't need two sucks. Just one suck. By the way, too, I know we're way off trail, but mm-hmm. but Colin, because that was a Colinism, Colin had several people come up to him at the conference and wish him good well, good well too. Yep. <laughs> and today's actually Colin's birthday. Yes, Colin today. is eight today. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this by this little story, this little anecdote, maybe next rally or next conference, people can come up and ask him for just one suck of his candy yeah, cane. Can you give me a suck of, your, uh, suck of your sucker? <laughs> or your soda would work, too, if you had a, a suck straw. Suck of your soda. Yeah. <laughs> one suck of your soda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, uh, we, sh- we should probably say why Goodwill is a thing that oh, happened that on this on podcast but it was a while back yeah a few episodes back toward the beginning he just he was interrupting and trying to explain something great that happened in his video, in his video game. game and i was like well that's great but you can tell us later and we said we're podcasting say hi carl and he goes hi carl if you're listening your name is carl and uh he goes and everyone wish me good well which <laughs> And then he went off. I believe was just his way of saying congratulations when he doesn't know that word. He doesn't know the word congratulations. So he just said, I want everybody to wish me good well. Several people and did. so far, yes, a, a couple of dozen people yeah. have wished him good well since then. In our secret telegram group, they were like, happy birthday and good and well. good well, Colin. That may be the rest of his life, the Colin greeting. Well, the, we, we've said good well to Colin since yeah. then on a number of occasions. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm wearing a pair of headphones. This is a pair of headphones that's been collecting dust, although I got to say when I pulled them out of the bag, they were, they were not dusty. dust-free. Yeah. Uh, they are not as stylish as your usual princess variety, or probably as nice as the ones used here uh, this weekend. And so this was a, I got this at the Fight Life Feast conference, and th- this is a reference to the princess headphones, the Ariel and uh, Elsa headphones yeah. that I've been wearing. And I uh, apparently, apparently people. They've taken pity on you. Yeah, apparently people thought that I was suffering wearing those Elsa headphones. Well, they aren't real strong. Cammie wore the Elsa ones all weekend, Mm -hmm. and people were noticing that she would, like, put her hands over the tops of them to push them on a little bit harder because it's they're quiet and you can turn them all the way up right these are like these are like having baby ducks hug my that's what i said yeah those headphones are nice they are like a pile of baby ducks they are they might even be nicer than yours and yours yours are are the ones that came with yeah no they didn't come with it i I bought those but as far as i'm concerned they came with when you brought the roadcaster over with all the new microphones doohickey this pair of headphones came with right well it didn't come with any of this stuff i but but the point is that these headphones that i just acquired from carl um are very nice and so nice and so thank you i i and I wasn't, I wasn't uncomfortable or unhappy. I still felt blessed with the Elsa headphones <laughs> mm-hmm. and the Ariel headphones. I still feel like God was providing. Oh, sure. Whether, whether yeah. in feast or famine, mm-hmm. whether, whether shipwrecked or yes. stoned or wearing Elsa headphones. Yes, whether in, wa- whether in want or in plenty. plenty. 
Yeah. I am I'm I'm blessed. But I do appreciate these headphones. Uh and they're not as stylish depending on how you're using that term. Right. Um they're not branded like They're not as they're not as shockingly childish and garishly colorful yeah. as my other. Uh add any stickers you want or um hock them for whatever you can. So basically, you know, I'm free to sell these, but I don't think I will. No. I don't think I, I think I'm going to keep, keep a hold of them. Yeah. Uh, keep looking to God for faith and, and provision and see, and that's what I've been doing. I've been looking mm. for God or looking to God for provision. And I got these sweet headphones. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Don't stop believing Carl. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for reminding us to laugh sincerely, Carl. So thank you. Thanks, Carl. Carl, I'm, I'm going to keep these in the cabinet with all the other gadgets that go with our recording. All of the various device. sundry uh, equipment. And there's a lot more than there used to be. Somebody who just started listening as a result of the Fight Laugh East Network said they went back now and they're kind of catching up. Several people said they're catching up now on the Comedy Sojourn, which was the former name of our podcast, yeah. going back to 2016. And it doesn't um, seem that long ago. Yeah. Emery, my third baby, was 10 months old. And I always remember this because I was nursing her while we were recording. Right. When we did, when early on in the comedy sojourn, there was always a lot of breastfeeding going on. There was. Our, like our podcast. third episode was devoted to the milk mafia, mm-hmm. which we discussed with one of our Carls. Yeah. And we're sort of out yeah. of that phase in this family. But Tabby, Tabby is going to be nursing Marla. away. Marla. Yeah, so there's still there's still some still some breastfeeding going on in the background, just not it, as frequently. It definitely happens. It's just a, yeah, it's kind of more under the radar, I suppose. Right, and you moms don't talk about it when you do your mom cast. You don't usually point out the nursing because nursing. It's sometimes just we a, do. We often it's just a thing that you do, and it right. was always the reason that we talked about it in on the comedy sojourn was because I was oftentimes the only person on the podcast who was not currently breastfeeding a baby. <laughs> And it just, I just remarked about it. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm the only one in the room. You feel useless. Who doesn't have, yeah, who doesn't have a, <laughs> an actual function other than just to talk just into this being. microphone. The rest of you are feeding humans. You're just existing over there while, yeah. while calories are being delivered. Right, you're to, delivering calories to life forms and yeah. I'm just blathering into a microphone. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but somebody said that they, you know, having gone back to listen, their their first comment was... Wow, your audio quality has gone up a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Because back in the day, you could back hear then. every little thing. Well, we used in the to background. have a little uh, handheld device that was that was great for what it, it was. was. Quirky. Well, when we had when we started this podcast, Carl, we knew that if we had to go into like a studio and put on equipment and lock the children out uh, for a period of time on a weekly basis. It would just never happen. You know what we should do? I just had a brainstorm. I was should... I was explaining how far we've come technologically. Yeah, but we should take our little handheld recorder with us to the next time we're with all the guys, all the people at the conference or the rally mm-hmm. because it's just so convenient and so old school. Everybody's got all their That's nice true. little gadgets, but they have to sit at a table right. to do it. Right, because it's, it's as we... As we feared, you know, when you upgrade the hey, the podcast and it just just came. Shh. 
Okay. Don't say anything. He's covert. I Wait, do you I, have to yell loud. If you're going to say something, Ninja, you have to yell loud. We can give loud. him a microphone. We, we have the technology now. You can get your microphone over there. Yeah, get a mic. But what I was just saying was you can't just be in the room and hear that noise anymore. Like, no. You used right. to be able to hear people walking in and out of the door. Right, which is what I was trying to explain when yeah. you interrupted me with your brainstorm. Yeah. And that is that we had this handheld gizmo that was super convenient because we could walk around with it. The problem was that it picked up every background noise and it had these two directional mics that were really good mics. And so it picked up on, it picked up everything. And yeah. so my, when we joined laundry, the network. Um, microwaves beeping. Yep. Kids uh, running through to go kids potty. Kids running through. And you still can pick it up with some of these microphones. But it's when not, we joined the network, as as they we were think. very nice. Uh, Chocolate Knox and Gabe were both super nice in the way that they said the quality, the sound quality of your current podcast sucks. Leaves and, something to be desired. Well, but sucks is a funnier way of saying it. One, because it's got the case. But it was it one suck or two? That... <laughs> <laughs> Just one suck of your podcast. <laughs> because it has its pros. It's too much. That's what I'm saying. It, there are some some pluses to that little handheld recorder because it was easier and we could literally record on the fly if we were in the car or if we're you know, sitting in the restaurant somewhere. And, and that was exactly why I got it because I knew that we were going to be on the move and I knew there was going to be breastfeeding and diaper changing taking place. And so this little handheld thing, we could run right. around with it, but it did have It did suck, drawback. but it was I, only I would, one suck. I would yeah. rather see you wear a baby carrier with the roadcaster in it and your aerial headphones on walking around. <laughs> that would be the best. Because we saw so many people there with the baby carriers, but yes. you would have a roadcaster. And I would have a roadcaster and microphones. Yeah, the, the problem is it would have to have like a 100-foot extension cord as oh, well if I was yeah. going to You'd have to have a battery pack on the other side. Like a solar-powered roadcaster. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we were, we're deviating from... I, I felt like we didn't have a particular direction. I did, I did want to talk about the FLF conference and... I specifically wanted to get uh, feedback, your thoughts. Now, Peaches and I rode home for an hour or so together, and so we sort of talked a little bit about this. But I wanted to get your impression, Luke. What, what was a, a takeaway or a couple of takeaways for you? From the entire experience or yeah, from just the talks, just the talks whatever. itself? Whatever. It, do, it doesn't have to be I mean, just whatever, whatever you're, you're remembering or thinking about. The was it the bouncy that, house? It, it wasn't the bouncy house. Okay. No, it, it was, honestly, it was from Toby's talk originally, and then it was echoed in others as well, in how important the covenants are that you have. In the, in the, hi, Silas. Hey, Silas is here. <laughs> <laughs> and how the, the Constitution itself is a covenant between the, the people and their government, and how... When you allow a little bit of violation to the covenant, like you, you've essentially, you can't do that. Like you wouldn't do that in a covenant marriage. You wouldn't allow your spouse to, you know, kiss somebody else because that's not, you know, technically cheating or whatever. Right. And so just fighting for. <laughs> I don't see what the big deal is. This is a national emergency. Yeah, it's just because uh, so for so long. One, it's for a so national emergency, so I can kiss somebody right, else. Okay, okay, one I got little it. deviation from our covenant, babe. I got yeah, it. Well, we've done that for so many health. little times. To, that's why we are where we are. Yeah, and you're talking about the nation. You're not talking about you and Amanda. I'm talking about that, <laughs> and we do it as Christians with with God. It was like, well, 
yeah, it's just this little thing. It's not the actual heart of my faith, you know. And so just taking things more seriously. Right. Well, that's, I, yeah, I, I thought uh, a little while back, I thought a few years ago, I had a talk about uh, sacred, things that are sacred. And we don't have a, we don't really have anything in our culture that's sacred anymore. We don't have something that we have put up and we have regard and esteem for and reverence for it. And, you know, the pendulum can swing too far the other direction. There's things you can, you can, you can border cross over into idolatry if you're not careful. Yeah. And so you have to find a, you know, the, the correct balance, but I would, yeah, I would agree that there is a, we, we don't have reverence. We don't take covenants, uh, promises. We don't take our word. It, it doesn't mean anything. You know, right. we, see, when, we can say a thing and it's like, well, times have changed. I've changed my mind now. I, I, don't, right. I don't think that way anymore. I've changed my mind. And it's not a big deal to just flip-flop. The arguments that I've been in lately with people is when I'm saying, you know, I don't like that the government is doing such and such their comeback is, well, they've already been doing this other such and right. such thing. It's like, that's not helping your argument. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's a terrible idea, but they've had this terrible idea for a long time. Right. So why fix it now? Right. Why not just why not just have more terrible ideas? I mean, once we yeah, yeah once we go down the path. Okay. So his thing, uh, his takeaway was the covenant. I was just finding a comment that I read yesterday on that same topic. Um, where a friend of mine shared this com- this quote from comic Dave Smith, so that feels relevant. Um, but it wasn't comic necessarily Dave Smith. It wasn't necessarily funny though. He was saying how many people in this country have demonized the unvaccinated to such a point we would accept or even support them being fired, put under house arrest, denied medical care. My guess is it's in the millions. That millions of people have decided that you know they're cool with. Um, with all that stuff happening because of those many, <laughs> can you not hear me? Luke's getting the Luke's getting head- the headphones. You got to push. Here, them. why don't you sit over here? Yes, yeah, over. Bring here. your mic over here. So Luke is actually wearing the aerial headphones now. Was that just to look good? You so could hear, hear just fine with that. I, I felt left out. I didn't have headphones on. Can you hear? Can you hear him? Can you hear me? Can you hear us when we talk into the yeah, microphone? Now I can. Okay. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, that was the original quote was, you know, how many people have been have been conditioned to be okay with those things because of the demonization of the unvaccinated. And here was a comment from somebody down in the comments. Um, that's an interesting that's an interesting thing to ponder is how many people are ju- are would just shrug and go, "Well, you know, it really doesn't affect me." So if they throw all those people in jail or if they oh. all if they all lose their jobs. Did you walk into that I heard door. a crash behind me. What happened? He walked into the door. Oh, he smacked his head on the door. He also did not have a nap. Silas did not have a nap, and it's been a long journey. And we, I think we mentioned that we just walked in the door. Literally so everybody's just Everybody's a little road weary and My kids bedraggled. don't sleep in the car either. It's her weird. children don't sleep in the car because they're mutants. It doesn't matter how many hours we go. I can't stay awake in the car when I'm driving. <laughs> we should have let Silas drive. We should have let Silas drive. Yeah. All right, he's better. Four he's kisses okay. did it. So um, <laughs> anyway, the comment, one of the women down in the comments, and it's, it's relevant that this is a woman. She says, just curious whether you've had COVID. Curious if anyone you know has died from it. Curious if you've ever watched someone on a breathing machine 
Curious if you have a child with an autoimmune disease that may not live if she got COVID. Yes to the first three, no to the fourth. I think experience may vastly change your viewpoint. I'm angry this has become politicized to the point where we have completely ignored science because, quote, you can't take away my rights. F all that noise. And she wrote out. She wrote out the F. F Which is also a funny word. It rhymes with the other word we've been talking about. It rhymes with duck. And so it's funny for the same reason. I'm going to call this episode... Ducks and the other word. <laughs> well, actually, duck is a little funnier than the F word because the, F, the F is a soft sound. <laughs> it's a soft sound and the D is a, is a hard sound. So duck is actually funnier. Okay. So if you're so what if she was going for laughs, she should say duck all of that. Yeah. But she's not going for laughs. She's going no, she's for not. ferocious mama bear. And so the original poster, my friend, said, yes to all of that except the autoimmune disease. And no, it does not change my viewpoint on the use of force from the government, which right. was my husband Luke's point. Yes. I'm angry, she says, at the politici- politicization as well. Politicization. I can't say it. Politis- politization. Politization. As well, especially the part where anyone who wants long-term data or doesn't want to submit immediately to the government is now the scapegoat for all the incompetent government BS. And do you know that lady, the angry lady who says the naughty words? Put a frowny face on that? She didn't, but she said, yeah, that's not the hill I'm going to die on. Long-term data doesn't help when my child dies of COVID because some a-hole, she wrote that out too, uh-huh. some a-hole That's parent not a funny word at all. won't vaccinate because they, quote, don't know what's in it as they take a hit off their vape and shove a McRib in their fat pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> pie hole's funny. Pie hole's a funny word. Yeah. So, uh, is, so is duck hole. <laughs> yes, it is, but it doesn't mean anything. They that doesn't shove matter. a McRib in their duck hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that's what Luke was talking about, though, like how they're now willing to fight and and yes. be very aggressive over and this and to to de- to name call and to suggest that these people should should die or suffer whatever consequences because I. Because I am suffering something. Well, I want to. I'm going to put all of the blame on these unvaccinated people, and and just vilify them. For many, many, many years, women, particularly feminists, and I'm willing to bet this woman is a feminist. They have I been totally okay with tyranny as long as they are the ones in the driver's seat. I mean, as long as they're the tyrants, they're very good at telling other people how to yeah. live and then complaining about my body, my choice. Well, to be fair, most <laughs> most tyrants are okay with tyranny that's I, that's you know, true you haven't really said anything but it's been women super. this may be the first time in all of history that it's been a group of women who have been the ones in charge or the ones who are running the show like this i mean who have no qualms about going on social media being vulgar like that right and just basically saying yeah you need to do this because here are the reasons why i think it's a good idea and i'm in charge now like right. you you just need to listen to me because i'll say really angry words if you don't well, we have we have commented before about the 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 people people's tendencies, many people's tendencies. Not us. I'm not talking about the people in this room. I'm talking about the people, or even I'm not talking about you, Carl. I'm talking about people who change their entire, who change the principles that they're standing on based on their immediate circumstances. You know, that was this was the thing that I used to believe until my kid got sick. And then my kid got sick, and now all of that is out the window because it's my kid, and and it, it's uh, it's a, 
very volatile way to live your life because you're basically being controlled by your circumstances which are your affecting emotions. your emotions yes. right and and my friend to her credit who was going and doing war with this feminist my friend said that she said you're emotionally invested and you're not making a logical argument right now right. i understand getting mama bear about your kid we all do it but emotional manipulation isn't going to change my mind on the government using force against its people right i have to go you guys talk amongst yourselves while i go see what's up with silas <laughs> he's having he's Thank having you. a, a a lot of feelings. Um, so, you've got a, you, you've got these. Uh, what's the word? Anecdotal, anecdotal evidence for how awful COVID is. And you are a person who actually works in healthcare, and your specialty is actually infections and diseases. That is correct. And so, you know how how much of that do you see in uh, how much of it do you see, whether rather from doctors, not not from doctors necessarily? Let's say medical personnel and patients. How much anecdotal stuff do does do you deal with? Do people come in and go, "I my best friend's mother passed away from COVID, and she was 82 years old, and she died, and that's and so so is it that big a deal to wear a mask? I mean, how much of that stuff do you? It's we're a very large organization, right? And so we have our own, you know, website and our own newsletters and our own employee-focused things. You have your own and tribe. It, yeah, I mean, every day we get the daily, and like it's just a lot of it. A lot of it is COVID-focused. A lot of it is here's a team member story on why she got the vaccine. Here's a here's a patient who regretted not getting the vaccine. So that's here's, anecdotal too. It is. It is. It's and and then they, they'll share the statistics. Stories. This many people were hospitalized. This many were unvaccinated. This many were vaccinated. Um, and, yeah, it's it's constantly in your face. Some of it is anecdotal, and some of it is, is hard data. But what they don't – what they leave out is is the, the different risk categories that people are in. It's just – Here's here's all the cases. Here's all the cases. Here's yeah. the people who died. Yes, they were 92, but we're not going to give you those details. Right. It's just somebody who died from COVID. Yes. Yes. And we're seeing it more in children. They're not being admitted. You know, a lot of them were exposed at school, and so they just got them tested. They didn't even have symptoms. Right. Um, but yeah, when you risk stratify it out, it's still not that scary. And I can't be convinced, based on the data that's out there, that it that it's going to matter at all that I get vaccinated. Right. But well, we, and we were talking this weekend a little bit about it because at the, you know, Gabe is is all fired up about the <laughs> mandates that Biden put down, which I, I don't blame him for that. But we were talking about the, uh, the the risks, you know, of getting COVID, and um, specifically we were talking about the the vaccines and why why. Are they so hell bent that everybody get vaccinated? They you know, just they just asked Fauci that. Yeah, because they were asking him why are we vaccinating the children when the data doesn't support it. Right. And his response, I believe, was there's no good answer to that. And it's like, oh, I, okay. I don't have a good right. answer to that. But vaccinate your children. Yeah, it's okay. Right. Yeah, that makes a whole lot well, of sense. Well, and there's Luke and I were talking uh, this weekend about how. I, I I don't know 
enough. And I haven't been given data. I still don't think that the data that has been presented, I, I don't trust it. On, on, I, I just don't trust it. I don't think that we're being told what we need to be told in order to even properly interpret the data. Because like you said, it's just a column of numbers. You know, hey, there's been an up, uptick in cases. That's been the most recent headline, up, uptick. That's not a, that's, that doesn't mean anything. You know, if there were two cases last week and there's three this week, well, that's an uptick. But we're not told what the what the data means. That's just science. You. Have, you <laughs> I was trying to think of a word I can actually say. Superstitious. You duck. I I will <laughs> clarify that we are seeing vaccinated people being admitted less. Like the data is supporting that. Um, but then again, we don't know what the vaccine is doing long term because. You know, it's still in trial basis because until like 2023. Yeah. yeah, available. Here's a direct quote from our, our feminist, our new feminist friend. I'm not trying to change your mind. It's not possible, and I'm fully aware of that. I think it's senseless to not get vaccinated, period. And yes, I am proudly emotionally invested in my children's well-being <laughs> and always will be. I am proudly irrational about my children's well-being. Proudly. Proudly. Always yes. will be. Proudly. Right. And I try to focus arguments on the mandates and the unconstitutionality of stuff like that versus, right. you know, whether or not it's should a good you or idea. should you not get the vaccine? Because right. ultimately, I don't care. Right. And it, it can get into the weeds when you start getting into moral. Yes. Well, and, but that's that's exactly where it is now. We have we've made it a, a moral and ethical uh, decision. And it's the people religious. who are, are pro vaccine are like it is morally absolutely objectively morally right to get a vaccine and i'm starting to see that from christians in their like yes thank pfizer and at the end of their discussions or <laughs> yeah. somebody posted a link to <laughs> a, link to a page great. of scientists pfizer is good and he's like I'm, I'm thankful for what these people do and it's like okay that's yeah <laughs> yeah well and, and but at the end of the day um it is the, the only reason in my mind to get the vaccine is if you believe that the vaccine is going to improve your well-being, if it's going to make you healthier. If you genuinely believe that, I, I seriously have no problem with people who get the vaccine. Or if your conscience is compelling you to get the vaccine. I would say that that would be another reason. To. Well, but, but why would your conscience compel you to do that? If you're convinced that it's the best thing to do for... You know, for your set your of circumstances. Or, yeah. Oh, well, that's so I, what... I mean, I know a woman who got it as soon as it was available. She felt like it was her duty, you know, and I'm not going to argue that. I mean, go for it. But her duty to get it for what? For the welfare of other as, people? As an example to her coworkers and for the welfare of other people, yes. Yeah, I think that that is a less good reason. I think that that is a decision that people are making because of the way that they're going to per be perceived by others. The same reason the Pharisees would wear, you know, ro long robes and pray loudly in right. the streets to be a good example. And it turns out Jesus didn't really appreciate the quote example that they were setting, which was one of pride and um, well, especially since, as you pointed out, at this point we don't know if it's necessarily a good example, right? You know, because we don't know what the vaccine. We right. don't know how many people have had adverse effects to the vaccine. Right. There have been some. And and 
I would expect that. Anytime you put some sort of substance into your body, there's a chance that some people are going to have a bad reaction to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people eat peanuts and they could die from eating peanuts. And so the fact that there are people who are dying from the vaccine, that doesn't necessarily tell me, oh, the vaccine's a bad thing and nobody should get it. Because people are allergic to things and that's just understood as part of life. What is what is disturbing to me is the lack of data that is available for how many people have been, you know, have had adverse effects. We're being led to believe it's like, it's completely safe. It's absolutely 100% safe. It's like nothing is 100% safe. <laughs> right. I, I will say that in the hospital world, like the CDC and the CMS, which is the Center for Medicaid Services or whatever, they, they pretty much dictate everything, every decision that we make. We very rarely will veer off from what they say. And right. so when you are beholden yourself to a single organization. And, yeah. yeah, and sometimes it's the who as well. We'll... The World but, Health Organization. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not the band. And but, so if you corrupt that organization, you corrupt healthcare across the world. Yeah. But I had a I had a conversation with a nurse when Silas was born about the breastfeeding recommendations. Hey, we're back to breastfeeding again. Uh. Because she was telling me <laughs> that they would remove babies from their mothers now if if the mother tested positive for COVID. And I was like, you are kidding me. And I, I know a lot about the breastfeeding community and as a doula. and um, She having, has breasts. Having <laughs> been a nursing mother for much of my adult life, I, I've read a lot. And I know that that goes against everything that they teach in the breastfeeding world. Like it's, it's all about how many antibodies there are available in breast milk and how good it is for parents, mothers to be with their very small babies as much as they possibly can. Skin to skin contact is encouraged. And I was like, what recommendation are you using? Because the World Health Organization says that women and their babies should be together as much as possible. And she's like, I know, but if there's a discrepancy between the CDC and the and the WHO, they would go with the CDC. And I said, since when does the CDC recommend that babies should be separated from their mothers? Like I'm I had just given birth, and I was a little bit outraged, even beyond <laughs> what I normally even would beyond see. her normal level of and outrage. Then, but she was she was right there with me. Like I think I think she probably let her guard down more than she would normally while on the clock at a hospital. I mean, right. like literally, her voice dropped a little bit. Like she was being a little well, bit more. You hushed. had that effect on people. And she said, "Yeah, not everybody agrees with it." Like, not everybody who works right. here is super excited about that policy. And I was like, well, no. And I, I would be really surprised not to see some pushback in the form of lawsuits from really irate American mothers, you know. From the mama bears. <laughs> the mama bears. The ones that get, to, the ones that get all worked up about. About the wrong things 90% of the, the time. the wrong things. But in yeah. this case, yeah, you try to take their babies away from them. And one gigantic bloated bureaucratic system says that's a of bad unelected idea people yes but then another another giant bloated bureaucratic system of unelected people says the opposite right now what do you do and, and that's that was what luke and i were talking about when you you find yourself you know a hapless guy like me who doesn't know anything uh and, and you've got both of these 
these groups of experts who supposedly know what they're talking about and they contradict each other and they contradict themselves sometimes on a weekly basis. And look, I understand that. I understand that all data is not available instantaneously and so and there's a period of research and discovery and oops a daisy it looks like the thing that we thought was true turns out to not be true i get all of that but that's why i am puzzled by why everybody is saying no you get this vaccine or you're a villain who is going to kill people i i don't understand that <laughs> that conversation taking place it's emotional emotions are strong funny things um, also natural antibodies are worthless apparently <laughs> <laughs> well i uh full disclosure i think i had covid a couple of weeks ago um i i couldn't smell anything i felt really bad uh i got uh I got like dizzy, you know, and I, I just felt, I just felt terrible. And it took a couple of weeks before I started to feel kind of okay again. And I was thinking as I was feeling bad, uh, it's like, this is probably COVID. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to deny it. And there were a couple of people said, well, are you going to go in and get tested? I'm like, no, I'm not going to get tested because the, all they'll do is say, yeah, you got COVID. Or, no, you don't have COVID, and the result's going to be the same. I'm not going to feel better if I know that it's COVID. It's, I'm right. going to feel just as crappy as I do now. Right. Um, and so... Having a name for sick isn't necessarily more helpful than yeah, just it calling help. it sick. Right. Uh, but I, I, was, I was empathizing a little bit with the people who, uh, for lack of a better term, start to panic. Because I had some moments in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep and I was just basically sitting there feeling awful where I was like, gosh, what if I, you know, what if I die from this? What if I, what if something happens, you know, and, and, and my lungs collapse or whatever? I, I had all of these, these thoughts in the middle of the night. I was a little hysterical. Um, and that, but I ran out into the street and just started screaming and that right, made me that feel helps. better. Yeah. <laughs> You went, um, you went pounding on people's doors. And no, I, what, what I did to, to make myself feel better is I went onto Facebook and I started yelling at all of the unvaccinated people. <laughs> that is and, the equivalent, And isn't it, it helped me feel better. It's, it's like, the, you unvaccinated I feel like crap, and it's because you guys are too proud and you're too stuck on your rights to get a vaccine, and now I feel bad. sick. Yeah. yeah, but if you had, I've noticed if they have been vaccinated... And they still get sick and they still feel bad. Then it changes a little bit to gratefulness because they're a hundred percent positive that if they hadn't been vaccinated, they'd feel even worse than. Well, there is they that do. possibility, I suppose. Yeah. They um, know for sure. That's well. That's what I've been told. Yes, the, the symptoms are less, and I'm like, well, okay. But to Luke's point about natural immunity, um, I've I'm read more a, immune than you are. I've so. read a few Blech. things about. <laughs> about people who get covid are are better off than the people yeah. who've got a synthesized they have a broader range of protection they're yeah. more resistant to the delta variant mm -hmm. at least well it i i I'm, I'm trying to be sympathetic or empathetic to the people who are who are sick and who are nervous about covid and i can tell you it was a pretty awful experience 
looking back and being honest about it, I don't think I was like close to death. I don't think that I, there was never a point where I'm like, I can't breathe. I need to go to the hospital. And I think part of it, uh, I think part of it was the fact that I knew what the statistics were. I knew most people get over COVID, you know, most people, most people survive it. And uh, yes, I've heard stories and we, we have some people that we know who didn't make it. They didn't pull through. Uh, but it's not most of the people. It's, it's still the minority of people. But I, and I think that that knowledge, um, I think that has an effect. I think that you, I think you tend to feel how you expect to feel. And so I thought the whole time I was going through this, it's like, well, this is pretty awful and I feel really bad, but I'm going to get over it at some point. Uh, I've been sick before, and yeah. and I made it. Yep. It might not have been a sickness with a scary name, but you've been sick before. I have been sick before. So we, uh, we're coming up on 40 minutes. I've felt worse before, too. I've been, I have been sicker with other things that, than COVID. I, I don't care if I can't breathe. I just don't want to be throwing up. I don't care if I can't breathe. I just don't want to throw up. He is the worst. <laughs> he's the worst when he's sick with vomiting. I think if I had to pick, if I had to pick barf or not breathe, I would pick barf. Listen, would you? He, yeah. He is the worst when he's sick with some sort of intestinal or stomach thing because no, every he time panics. It's the end of me. This he, is it. He <laughs> panics. He thinks he's dying. But worse, he's like. I'm also dehydrating and I'm not getting enough calories to yeah. fight my illness. So I'm going to keep jamming stuff into the stomach that doesn't want anything in it. Literally, uh-huh. I'm going to starve if I don't eat, he thinks, after right. four hours. And I'm well, like, is, you're sick. There is something to be said for dehydration. And no, there's Yes, nothing. there is, Peach. There, you are not going to dehydrate. And this is what I keep telling my nurse husband. I am dehydrated most of my life right that's the point <laughs> you can survive the kind of dehydration you're talking about yeah but you'd feel better faster if you drink stuff that's what he keeps telling himself are you sick right now is this am i that's normally what happens to his brain when he's sick he's like this makes total logical sense john his, would look five years younger if he were properly hydrated if his, i was properly hydrated i, I am wizened and shriveled <laughs> like an old man this is my husband will literally vomit like every 10 minutes or 15 minutes he's that violently ill and still trying to like yeah, oranges trying yogurt to um yeah. crackers crackers after every good. time i'm like okay that was the last one i'm good now and don't then you, i ruin it don't you like not want to eat when you're puking because that's me i have to i have to force myself me to too. eat because i just like ugh, and i don't tabby too I want nothing. We're like, it doesn't sound good. That is literally mm-hmm. your body saying, No, I will no. will myself past this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He does. I told you, he's the worst. He's choking down a sloppy Joe. <laughs> see you in a minute. Yes. I'll see you again. I get soon. mad I told at you him. I was better. He's like curled up in the beautiful <laughs> position on the bathroom floor. And he's like, bring me a, br- a protein bar. And I'm like, no. I'm not used. I'm not bringing you any food, you psycho. (laughs) I'm good now. (laughs) Really, it's that bad. Well, I understand not wanting to puke. I that is that is one of my least favorite things to do. But I enjoy breathing more than not puking. However, I throwing up is is absolutely 
the closest it feels like to dying. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. miserable, and I you recognize don't have any that. control. Yeah, right. Just like your mouth pops open, and uh, which yeah. is why you should control the one thing you can, which is what you put it's just into eating. it. <laughs> yes, that's my whole point. I understand not wanting to throw up, which is why I'm like, why do you keep loading the cannon? <laughs> don't tell me how to live or how to die <laughs> or how to puke. <laughs> I have to pause. I have to pause for a second. Okay. Okay, so. Carl. I had to pause because I just realized my outro was out of date. Mm-hmm. Carl doesn't even know you paused. I or, did. I said I needed to pause. Right, so. but, but in his world, no time passed. It was just like a. It was like a click. Yeah. A little click. So now I have a new outro, and you'll have to listen and be amazed. And you'll hear it in just a couple of seconds here just because a little bit. you're probably going to start playing our outro music, aren't you? Well, because we're wrapping up normally. at this moment. Are we going to go back to the Fight, Laugh, Feast conversation again and just say thanks for being there? It was great to meet everybody at yeah. the Fight, Laugh, Feast. We met we met Carl and and other Carls. We met a whole <laughs> slew of Carls. There was more than I one. I got these spiffy new headphones. Um, <laughs> We got to we, we got to have a lot of good conversations. We uh, ate some ate some food together, and we uh, we talked about comedy. We talked to I talked to a lot of people about uh, family situations. Hey, how do we? We've got a, somebody in our family who really has a hard time finding what's funny. They take themselves very seriously, and they're yeah they're grouchy. And what should we do? And so I had some advice. Got we can to cover some, some of that like on a later episode. Yeah, this we can't was, do it now because we've ran out of time. We're out of time. This was just a quick, oh, we're back home. We have to have a podcast ready tomorrow. So. Yeah, we do. And so we got, we got the podcast. It was great to meet everybody. Fight, Laugh, Feast Conference was fun. You should uh, be thinking about the next one. It's coming up, uh, I think, in March. But anyway. Say that's bye. All, Say all bye, Podcast Ninja. Goodwill to you. Goodwill <laughs> to you. It was, <laughs> it was a great to have Podcast Ninja. <laughs> Bye. You can find John Branion on MeWe, Gab, and YouTube. Also be part of the show by emailing your questions and comments to nextdoor at johnbranion.com. We've loved having you at our table, neighbor. See you next time and bring some friends with you.